Hello, you lovely Book to Write podcast listeners, ladies, gentlemen, scholars. Welcome to episode 10. And to celebrate episode 10, I thought I would focus on me, 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 me. Well, not necessarily me, but at least the band that I was in, The Handicaps. I've been in several bands, but this was the most recent band that was uh, somewhat successful in its production, its output, and I wanted to start today with some songs that I have actually played already in previous experiments of the Book to Write podcast, but I believe that most of them have probably not been heard. It seems that the... uh, kind listeners out there joined mostly from episode one onwards and as I mentioned these songs were played in the experimental phase and the first one that I wanted to start with was really in preparation Um, just before the pandemic we were doing a couple of concerts around Spain and one of them was a little friends and family concert on Isla de la Toja, which is a little island just north of the little strip of Spain that is just north of Portugal, just north of Vigo, and um, just to the north of a a little place called Pontevedra. And we were the night before we were playing, we were sitting around the bar and we were having a few drinks, some um, whiskies, and. We were just talking about the concert and we started to do a little improvised session. It was um, Ramon, the bass guitarist, Pablo, a fellow vocalist and guitarist, and myself. And we started to play and I started to sing and we did a little practice version of my favourite song, Me at the Stadium. And I'd like to play that one for you now. Touch 
was the rehearsal me at the stadium or not really a rehearsal it was just a improvised midnight acoustic set and I'd like to play a couple of songs back to back from the concert that followed the following day and uh, the first one is a song called FF Foreign Fee which was released on YouTube with a video that was recorded at the show you can find that if you look around on YouTube. And after that is a song which was another one of my favourites to sing called 1977. And I love the name because, of course, The Clash has a song called 1977 and it made me think of that. But unfortunately, when I began to sing 1977, something went wrong. <laughs> I think uh, I'd... I was losing control of the microphone. The microphone came a little bit too close to my mouth and um, you can hear there's some incredible uneven vocal sound in the opening line of the song. And as a result, it was never released. It was never put onto any records, YouTube, no video was released, which is a real shame because I really like the song, even though it's not always easy to listen to yourself. Um... But anyway, as this is my podcast, and I have the right to publish what I want to publish on here, I'm going to play 1977 for the first time ever. But bear in mind that first comes FF, and then 1977, and I hope you will enjoy these two songs back to back.
Actually, listening to that song now, from start to finish, I realise the whole thing is quite bad. <laughs> this particular recording live was not the best. Nevertheless, it does remain one of my favourite handicap songs, and it was certainly one of my favourites to sing, even though on this particular occasion, for whatever reason, I completely butchered it. And these tours and trips are not easy. You know, they're late nights drinking, early mornings rushing around, rehearsals, carrying equipment, setting up, the heat of the Spanish sun, and every excuse you can think of. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's out there now. It's in this domain and maybe it gives you some kind of idea of what it was like to be at a casual afternoon handicap show on a little island in the north of Spain, rather than many of our shows which were either festivals on stages in front of an audience in a field, or the usual in a nightclub on a stage in a very noisy, packed little nightclub and I don't to hand have any recordings from any of those sessions but maybe at some point in the future. What I would like to play for you next is actually a song that we recorded in a studio and we then had the great pleasure of making a video to it which you can also find on YouTube and the song is called Black Lagoon, Black Lagoon by the Handicaps, look it up on YouTube. And yes, we recorded over two or three days over a weekend in Vigo. We spent a lot of time in a freezing, icy cold lake. And uh, we made this very exciting video. Maybe not so exciting to watch, but certainly exciting to produce. And it was released as a single. And you can find that as well on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and so on, the single Black Lagoon, and I will play that for you now.
Thank you for bearing with me on that self-indulgence. And I'll move on now from that because I'm sure you've had enough. And I'll tell you a little story about Friday night here in Dallas. I finished work and hopped onto the train, the DART, the Dallas Area Rapid Transport, and went down to the American Airlines Center where I was planning to have a little snack and a beer before going to a concert. And it turned out that it was impossible to have a snack and a beer there because Lionel Richie was playing there that night. Anyway, I rapidly left the area and I walked down under the highway to the other side of the highway where the concert that I was attending was to be held. And that concert was Jawbreaker at the Echo Lounge. But I wanted to go and get a beer, as I'd mentioned beforehand. So I crawled through stubble due to the construction work that was going on in that area of Dallas and went to the nearest bar that I could find on Google Maps and when I got there it was a very upmarket, very pricey Italian restaurant so I actually just left, turned round and walked and um, by this time I, my Apple Watch was congratulating me because I'd trebled all of my rings for the day from walking so much and I decided to call it a day and just go to directly to the venue as it was opening. Um, six o'clock it opened and the opening band were only starting at seven. So in the end, I ended up standing for around about four or five hours. At my age, not always an easy feat, if you'll pardon the pun, but uh, a really, really fantastic concert. The opening band was, was a band called Grumpster, and they were followed by a band called Joyce Manor, and then, of course, Jawbreaker headlining the show. But I really enjoyed Grumpster. They came on stage and I thought, hmm, they look a little bit unusual. But in fact, they really engaged the crowd, not in a silly way, just in a very entertaining way. They were very different sounding, very entertaining. Uh, and a really great show. And then Joyce Manor came on and just really had that uh, classic emo power pop punk uh, matchbox romance type sound mixed with several other bands. And I, I really enjoyed them as well. And then Jawbreaker as, all were just, as always were just absolutely fantastic. And um, anyway, I tell you that story because I'd like to play you a Jawbreaker song, one of my favourites from the night, although I'm going to play the original studio version. And um, that is a song called Jinx Removing from the 1994 album 24 Hour Revenge Therapy.
when I was a young lad in the 80s, and I know that most of you probably weren't alive in the 80s, probably only born in the 90s, maybe even the 2000s. Well, back in the 80s, I was around, I was young, and during school holidays, we used to hang around in the, in the house at home, and my brother always had a great record player, and we would put the speakers outside, and we were very fortunate in that we had a swimming pool. We'd put the speakers outside, and we would play records, or we would, we would have the radio on and just listen to all the hit songs of the time. When we got sick of the hit songs, we'd, we'd put on some punk rock records or whatever it may be. And um, I was walking home a little bit earlier and I've been in the office for a few days and struggling a little bit with some anxiety over the return to office strategy that so many companies seem to have and all the traffic that's everywhere again and people back in the office and doors opening and closing and banging and shutting and kitchens being full and food smells and the bathrooms are all full and um, I was walking home and I popped into the little corner store and they were playing a song that reminded me of those days when we used to just spend the afternoons in the swimming pool in our little haven on holiday and not only did it remind me of those times but it also seemed to express exactly what is happening in the world today and exactly the state of the world today. And here it is, it's a song called Mad World by Tears for Fears. Expression 
So there you have it. Rule the World was the album that that was on. Tears for Fears. Mad World. And um, there's actually a cover band, a Tears for Fears cover band that I've seen once or twice in Dallas called Mad World. They used to play it Amplified before Amplified closed. And um, yes, those days of Tears for Fears, uh, great memories, great times. But we have the opportunity to make the current times even better in the sense that we no longer have to wake up every morning and get into our car and sit in traffic for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours to go to an office, to sit at a desk for eight hours, staring at a screen, bored. And yes, of course, there's work to do. But I walk into the office and I see people just going constantly back and forth for cigarettes all the way downstairs, all the way outside, smoke a cigarette, come all the way back in, all the way back upstairs, back to your desk, check your email, oh, no new emails. Literally get back up, walk back to the door, go back down the stairs, back outside, another cigarette, come back up. If you're not gonna be productive in the office, you're not gonna be productive at home. If you're gonna be productive in the office, you're gonna be productive at home. And if you're going to train people, you're going to do it globally or nationwide. We have distributed teams now. So there is simply no reason to be back in an office. If you want to meet with work mates, colleagues, there are restaurants, there are bars, there are parks, there are museums. We can organize days, we can get together, we could save money on offices and we could invest some money into social gatherings where we truly get to know each other not just what work we do but what inspires us and what do we do as people and what interests us as people and that's a way of truly bonding and connecting and getting to know each other not sitting in the office thinking oh this guy blows his nose a lot oh this guy keeps coughing oh wow this guy's got smelly feet pointless i tell you And on the theme, as Dead Kennedys once said, of the dark, shattered underbelly of the American dream, I'd like to play a couple of Dead Kennedy songs just to really um, fill you with what I'm feeling right now in terms of the whole direction that society seems to be heading now that we've well, I was going to say that we've come out of the pandemic. Pretty much everyone I know right now has COVID. Um, and I suppose we're quite lucky because now we know that COVID is relatively mild. Most people are vaccinated. Yes, yes, I know the Republicans listening will tell you that the vaccination was a hoax and that you now have a Microsoft chip in your arm that allows some foreign government to follow you and take advantage of you. But... People are surviving COVID now due to the vaccination and um, uh, natural immunity against it. Um, but with the way that we're going, we're probably heading towards something much, much worse in the near future. And who knows what will happen then. But at least, even though I will miss public events such as concerts, 
I will at least not have to wake up every single day and listen to people talking about RTO, RTO, return to office. second of those songs directly is well-paid scientist discussion later
slam the door. I'm signed here because your company owns the land. All your colleagues live here too. Private guards and golf clubs keep you safe at home. Something is wrong here. You won't find it on a job. You will pay, you will break your tie to a rock. When will you crack? When will you crack? When will you crack? When will you crack? So the first of those two songs, Life Sentence, is from Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death, the 1987 album. And the second one, Well Paid Scientist, is from 1982 and the album Plastic Surgery Disasters. And for me, those are two of the songs that I grew up on, um, definitely influenced my way of life, my thinking, um, but also, of course, they were just songs that I related to because of the way that I already felt and the way that I already thought. And there's probably not really too much to be said about them that isn't quite obvious, Life Sentence is really just about people who are focused only on career, nothing else, becoming quite trapped, not seeing too much of anything else, and they live for nothing else other than work. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that work is not important. I love work and I love being able to contribute and I love being able to learn things and to share the things that I learn with other people. But there is more to life than that. And of course, well-paid scientist is probably even darker than that. It's really about not being able to escape because of how well-paid you are, but to the extent that you're even living on um, land that is owned by your companies. And of course, all of this is metaphorical. It's not something that the majority of companies do but it really just is how many of us in society become tied up in companies because we're addicted to the salary, we're addicted to the money that we earn and we're addicted to sometimes the lifestyle. And yes, it is wonderful to be able to help people and as I say, to contribute, but it becomes dangerous when it becomes some kind of daily struggle, competition and uh, we're trying to force people back into situations that they're really not comfortable with. And it's no longer the 1970s where a company said, I pay you and therefore I own you and you do what I say, when I say and where I say. Really now it's a matter of trying to attract the greatest talent that we can and trying to retain that talent and keep them on board. And we can only do that by offering flexibility and great working conditions and a, and a great company culture and so on. It's not the people who are highly talented and creative who will stick around when you start mandating sitting in an office. It's going to be the lazy ones who just can't be bothered looking for something else or moving along. And of course, they're just going to be grumpy, miserable, go in every day, sit at their desk and um, wait until they die and that's it.
And I suppose the main question to it all is, as was mentioned in Well-Paid Scientist, when will you crack? beautiful little ditty was called Moral Majority, again by Dead Kennedys, and I apologise for playing three Dead Kennedys songs in a row, but that just is superbly fitting to the mood right now. And that song is from In God We Trust. And on that, I would like to say thank you, thanks for joining, thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening. Don't forget to send me millions and millions of dollars in donations, bitcoins, whatever you want. Just send them along. That way I can just stay at home all day and count my money and not have to worry about return to the office policies. Have a good time, everyone, and I'll see you soon.